if you could go back, what's one thing that you'd have started earlier? I think the journaling, I wish I started way earlier. Um, I wish that was something probably I started in the beginning because I think in the beginning, when we like talk about the phases, I think when you really don't know your body that well and kind of like the changes, you really don't understand what phase you're in. And now like I can just on any given day, kind of even without looking at my calendar or anything like that, I kind of know where I am based on how I'm feeling like physically and emotionally. So I think if I started journaling from the beginning, I probably would have like noticed those patterns way sooner. Just even like certain research experiments or like drug trials or medication trials and all this stuff, like you know, all the different variables that go on month to month with us, it's really hard to incorporate into the, the research data. So it's like no wonder why women are so confused about so many things. There's just like I, I keep saying like the education, like women don't even understand what's going on because not, they're not even being educated about what's going on. you have been watching the podcast for a while now, you'll have seen me wear these primitive athletic tops. They are now available and I'm really excited because I work out in them a lot. I tend to work out quite hard, but I also like to be comfortable. So that's why when I was picking out the materials for this top, I went with a pure cotton. If you would like to get yourself a top and support the channel, they are available on my website, primitiveathletics.com athletics with an x hello and welcome back to PHOCA. today we have a christmas episode and we are joined by someone that's been on before hello anna how are we doing hi good how are you nice I'm to see good. you nice to see you too it's been a while i think you were the second episode by the time that this one comes out i think it's the 19th or 20th wow that's yeah. crazy i'm flying Nice. Congrats to you on all those episodes. I mean, that's, that's a ton of a ton of work. So that's awesome. To be fair, I just batched filmed them, which was really nice. So I could like take a couple <laughs> weeks off and then go. Um, but yeah, how have you been? What have you been up to? Good, good. Uh, I feel like it's been a little bit hectic of a year, but um, definitely feel like things are starting to slow down. It's the holiday season. I also brought my little Christmas sweater. Um, this is vintage from college. It says "Bro, where's the party?" with a little reindeer drinking beer on here. So uh, I got this from a little store you may have never heard of called Walmart. So, um, <laughs> and I've had it for like seven years now. So. To be fair, yeah. I experienced Walmart when I was across there and it's actually a really good supermarket. Like I oh thoroughly my enjoyed myself. <laughs> they literally have anything you could ever want there. And it's just why I, I, I get overwhelmed walking in there. If, I, if I'm like mm. ever in there for looking for something specific, I'm like, there's just too much there, but um, I feel like anybody that comes to the U.S. and goes to Walmart, they're just, like, amazed at how big it is. It's crazy. What's your favorite yeah. aisle? Oh, God. I don't even know. Maybe, I mean, honestly, I went a couple years ago to get this, like, sweater, so I feel like, you know, the around Christmas time, they always have good, like, Christmas PJs and good sweaters, so that's probably, like, my favorite to, to go nice. there for. Yeah. I should have said, so my Christmas jumper says, do you even gift? Oh, that's great. I should someone given the double buys. <laughs> also, you know, what's funny is I recently realized what a jumper is. I'm like, what the heck is a jumper? And you guys call a sweater a jumper? I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, yep. <laughs> oh, I actually didn't even click onto that. Because when yeah. we were organizing the podcast, you said Christmas sweater. And I was like, 
All right. I just said Christmas to jump on. There's so many things time. like that. Yeah. I'm like, what is this called? Nah. To be fair, I found that there is quite a lot of different words that we use compared to you guys. I know. I'm trying so, to think what else. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything right now, of course. <laughs> it's always the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you just let us know like what you've been up to since the last episode. Yeah. Um for if anyone, you know, follows me on TikTok, I've been, you know, trying to post uh just more content, more tips, more things that I've learned. Um, I've still, you know, been doing my uh workout calendars each month and kind of like sharing how I organize those. Um I did release a cycle syncing journal uh, in like the end of the summer, early fall on Amazon. So I did that and um, really just trying to like, you know, keep educating people, get the word out there more of kind of this method. Um, I did talk to um, New York Magazine. They kind of had an article on cycle syncing. And uh, so more and more people are kind of hearing about it and wanting to learn more about it. So um, really, for the last couple of months, I've just been focused on, you know, still educating people and um, just sharing, you know, more and more of what I've learned through doing this process. And, you know, it's been about a year now uh, since I started, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I feel like I've just learned so much in the year. And um, it, it's really just been a lot of trial and error. And a lot of this stuff hasn't just come overnight. So um, it's been a long year, but I've, I feel like I've learned so much in that year. So I've just been kind of trying to share with others what I've learned. So maybe it wouldn't take them as long to kind of like, you know, learn what they need to know for themselves. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've sort of made mistakes on and what did you learn from them? Uh, you know, I, I think just, I can just start with like, you know, the, the workout routine for example like when I first started doing that I was really conservative with um you know some of the weeks I was resting and I think you know that was a good way to start um just when I first started in like the end of my luteal phase and going into my menstrual phase like I would have a whole week of resting and um well that was really helpful like I kind of just started to trial and error like all right maybe I'm gonna you know only rest for a few days and still try and work out during these days and see how I feel um so I think you know just trial and erroring all that and seeing what you know I felt better with and kind of like journaling about it like I, it kind of puts the pieces together for me mm -hmm. of like what I can what I feel good doing what I don't feel good doing um but yeah it's you know, I'm definitely not perfect with this method. And it's just a lot of like trying to figure out what works for you. And I feel like even in the beginning of the year, when I started um, posting about this and sharing about it online, like, I feel like I have changed some things and how I do things. So it really is kind of like an evolution throughout this whole process of just like learning what works for you. Yeah. So how did the planner come about? And how have you sort of felt having that out there? How did the what come planner. out? I'm sorry. Planner. Oh, the planner. Yeah. So um, for the calendar, I just I was originally just using like a blank piece of paper. Um, and then I thought like, you know what, I need to really organize this into a, a calendar that would make it easy for me. So I actually designed it myself and um, did a couple of trials on what I liked, what I didn't like. And I just like basically wanted a blank slate um, to organize, you know, my thoughts for the month and my workouts for the month. So 
um, that was kind of how I went about, you know, designing that. And it was, you know, a few months of just kind of doing it on like a blank piece of paper and realizing like what I liked and didn't like. So um, what I do like about it, it's just like a blank slate. So um, you can kind of customize it, make it your, your own. So that's kind of what I wanted for myself and wanted to share with people. So that's kind of how that came about. Yeah. And what are some of the feedback that you've had from the, the planner? I feel like it's been all really positive. Um, I think for, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that it just makes it so much easier, um, you know, um, organizing your thoughts and, uh, you know, writing stuff down every day and kind of keeping track of where you are. Um, it's, it just makes it so much easier to kind of track how you're feeling and, you know, day to day, you might forget about certain things, but when you're tracking it in a journal and writing about it, it just makes so much sense when you can look back and be like, Oh, you know, this is why I was feeling this way. I'm at this point in my cycle. Um, so I feel like that's just been very, very helpful. And um, actually one thing too, that I felt was really helpful for myself as well is um, I've been using this journal um, religiously since I developed it but um I recently had my annual uh, doctor's appointment for my gynecology exam and I literally walked in there with my journal and I kind of like had some questions and had some things to talk about with my doctor which like before I probably would have walked in there and been like oh, I don't really know everything I think everything's fine you know everything feels good but um just to have like the kind of like that security blanket of like you know this is kind of what's been going on the past couple of months and um, just to kind of remind you of things you might want to talk about with your doctor, um, anything like that. So I feel like that was one thing that was really helpful this year um, by using that journal and being a little bit more like in tune with what's going on in my body and just how I'm feeling. Yeah. How do you space out the time to write in this journal? Uh, so I usually do it first thing in the morning. Um, it's just like for me, the best way to start the day and um, you know, in the, in the journal, I kind of like have it laid out with like, you know, going through what your phase is. And then, um, you know, I have like a little box for gratitude, a little box for what I'm looking forward to for the day. And then kind of just like today's thoughts and, um, kind of how I have it broken down is just, I feel like it's kind of like a, uh, a way to prime your brain in like a positive way when you first wake up. So I always love to, you know, write down a few things I'm grateful for, write down a few things I'm looking forward to. And then also just like today's thought is like a blank slate for a total brain dump. So you kind of mm -hmm. just wake up. And if you have anything that you just need to get out on paper, I feel like once I complete that exercise for the day, it kind of just makes me feel like I'm starting the day off on like a clear note. Like if I have anything in my brain I just need to get out on paper and then I feel like it's like a, a positive start to the day so um that was kind of the inspiration between uh behind creating the journal and then um you know just trial and error and figuring out uh what worked for me and I figured you know starting my day off on a positive note was like the best way for me to start the day so 100% I give you some perspective of what's happening as well which I think is pretty sick mm -hmm. yeah um, when it comes to sort of you kind of mentioned that when you go to your doctor's appointment, you've got sort of recall. How beneficial have you found that? Yeah, like I, I feel like, like I said, you know, before, especially when you're going in like once a year, um, just for like a checkup, I feel like, you know, you walk in there and it's just kind of like routine, like, oh yeah, everything's fine and you know, whatever. Um, I feel like there's just like certain things I wrote down and just way more detailed about like, you know, what's going on and 
um, I feel like my doctor was like, whoa, like you actually, you know, have, you know, really detailed notes about like what's been going on, going on with you this year. And um, I don't know, I feel like it's just good to have a dialogue instead of, mm-hmm. just, you know, going in there and being like, you know, oh, everything's fine, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and I feel like it just, you know, if there was issues going on, they might be able to, you know, do further testing or anything like that, or like catch certain things or, you know, certain things you might think are normal that aren't like you can chat about with your doctor. So, um, I feel like it's just a really good positive thing to have going in. And one thing I've noticed just with health in general, um, I don't know if it's like this in the UK, but in the U S you really have to be like your own advocate, especially when you're going into the doctor, just, they're just seeing so many people day to day and they don't have a lot of time to spend with you. So when you do have the few minutes with them, um, when you're talking to them, I feel like you really have to be like kind of on your A game of like, mm. okay, I want to talk to them about this, this, and this, because, you know, not that they're half listening, but it's sometimes it feels that way when they have so many patients to see in a day. So you really have to be your own advocate and make sure you're um, pushing for things and just, you know, getting like the help you need with certain yeah. things. No, it's the exact same here. Uh, you kind of have to fight, fight a battle before you get seen by someone. And the thing is, like, because yeah. the the health care system here is free, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that just try their their luck at certain things, and then that makes it harder for people who are genuinely concerned about that thing to get through to see the right people as well. So it's yeah, it's a constant battle between yeah, it's good, but it takes a while, especially with COVID as well. Like they're still trying to make their way through some of those lists, which is pretty wild. Yeah, that is wild. I know. I feel like COVID kind of upended everything too. So that's that's definitely been a challenge for like our healthcare system as well. But yeah, it feels like just on any given, you know, doctor's appointment you have, it feels like you're just kind of uh you're it feels like you're waiting in the waiting room for a while and then by the time you get back there, like, all right, I have five minutes, what do you got? And you're like, uh <laughs> and you like need to be kind of like on your game of what you want to talk about. So Yeah. So since you've started the journals, um, what have you or picked up on that you do better with than what you previously thought? I think uh, the biggest thing for me and actually for like some of my friends um, that have been using this, um, my one friend mentioned to me, she's like, you know, it just takes like the mystery of like why I'm feeling a certain way a certain day. And I feel like that's so true. Um, It's just, you know, again, made me like way more in tune with like what's going on with me, um, like physically and emotionally. And um, just like tracking this, like, you know, for example, it's it's kind of funny, um, like earlier this morning, I was actually doing my workout and I was watching, I don't know if you watched on TV, the Beckham documentary um, on Netflix. I don't know if you're, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you watched that, <laughs> but I was, I was watching that this morning while I was like working out and um, it was like towards the end of the documentary, it was like showing him retiring and his last game and he's like tearing up, coming off the field. And I started like tearing up. I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. And I'm like, why am I crying at a Beckham documentary right now? And then I was like, oh, I'm actually like in my, lute- the end of my luteal phase right now. So this like checks out why I'm feeling so emotional watching like a Netflix documentary. And uh, it was like, it took me sitting down like after doing my workout to like doing my journal and being like, okay, I'm in this phase. This is how I'm feeling. Um, but it, it's just, it's funny that now I'm just way more in tune with mm. Uh, that side of things or before I would be like why am I feeling this way like this is so confusing like I feel good this day and I don't feel good this day so um, I feel like it, it just it feels validating and it takes the mystery mm. out of like certain things 
do you think there's a a problem with I'm going to say men because it's not usually used that feel this way, but men tend to blame a lot of things about the way that women reacts on their periods. Do you think mm-hmm. it's been easier for you to identify those? I think so, yeah. And I think what it comes down to too is just like education. Like I think in the past, like, you know, men have probably made comments of like, oh, you know, you know, this and that about a woman getting her period. And it's always been kind of like a joke, um, the like the butt of jokes for like years and years. But I feel like it's also just like a lot of people just don't understand what's um, go, like physically happening with mm-hmm. hormones and emotionally how women are feeling. Like there's just a lot of people are just naive about it. And I think um, if they kind of like learned what was going on, they'd be more understanding and be like, okay, I kind of get it. Like, you know, it's not fully in your control how you're feeling on every every uh, given day. So um, I think the it all comes down to education and people just really not understanding that this is what's happening. Yeah, on the last podcast, we, we talked a lot about this, was that we don't think that boys and girls should be split during those talks. And that you're yeah. 100% right. Like, the earlier that boys can get these talks, the easier it is for us to understand what exactly is going on? Because I I remember like the girls got taken out to a different classroom. Boys stayed in one side playing, and yep. I was like I was like, what what are they talking about? So and then when the girls came back and were like, oh, what did you talk about? What did you talk about? And they were like, nothing. Like, yeah. All right. They so, didn't want to. They they didn't want to bring it up. They didn't want to be the ones to break the news to you. <laughs> no, but I do think early intervention is probably key to sort of making oh, yeah. these conversations I'm, more. I feel like it's crazy. Like, um, I mean, definitely a lot of men don't know about this, but there's still a lot of women that don't know about this. Like there's certain women that comment on the content that I make. And, you know, I've had certain women be like, you know, I'm like in my forties and I never knew this. Like, I'm just learning this now. Like, you know, thanks for pointing this out. Like, and I like always respond back and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I wish I learned this years and years ago. Like this would be something that's so helpful if we all learn this in school, both men and women, like, um I always joke around like this is kind of like a like a almost like a a hack for men like if you understand how this stuff works like like that's just like you know understanding how women are and like it's I feel like if I I always joke around with my boyfriend like take notes like here's my notes from like my content like put this on your desk so you know what's going on like and um I feel like he's learned a ton through all of this too but um it's just so helpful for, you know, him to understand all this stuff. So um, not only is it important for like a woman to know what's going on with her, but for partners to understand just so they can be supportive and, um, you know, there for you in, in different ways. It's, you know, it feels like it uh, helps a lot of maybe communication errors that mm-hmm. might have happened in the past. So to be fair, I can I can 100% vouch for this because I am a man. And I do have a girlfriend, and it does it does make it easier to sort of know why she's feeling the way she is at certain mm-hmm. points of the month. Like, I I I know when she's coming up to it because there'll be certain conversations that's happening or certain things maybe get to her a little bit more. Like we we we're always like we we like to sort of mock each other a little bit, not in a mean and malicious way, but just like have a little. Like little fun things yeah. with each other, but like if I ha- if I throw one and she's she gets hurt by it, 
I know that for that time being, I'll apologize because it's maybe it maybe was my fault, genuinely. But I also know what she might be going through, so I'll just stop until yep, yep. until it comes back around. Is Smart that man. You Smart as well? man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah. Definitely that. Different conversations. Um, but we kind of joke about it too. Like even like I, I mentioned, like the David Beckham thing. Like even certain movies. If we're watching a movie and I'm like bawling my eyes out, he's like, "Are you okay?" And then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just you know going through it right now." Like. I think he just knows like you know certain things like that but it also is just funny like him kind of following along like on the days I don't have coffee he's like oh you know I, I didn't make you coffee here because I know today's your tea mm -hmm. day or like stuff like that um and with my workouts too um uh we most times we do work out a lot together but um like he'll know like oh you know this is my lifting day this is my walk like he's kind of just um really in tune with like my schedule and like what I'm doing which is nice so um I feel like it's just brought us closer and um you know obviously he's learned a lot through this process so yeah we need to have him on too <laughs> <laughs> I know get their um, perspective yeah um with your TikTok that you've mentioned what are some of the usual comments that you get and how how do you sort of try and help yeah I mean a lot of it is I feel like the number one comment is just why didn't I learn about this earlier um a lot of comments saying that this the way that I've broken things down has been really helpful um I spend a lot of time like thinking through this content and how to deliver it in a way that would make sense to people I like things broken down on like a very simple level um so that's kind of what my focus is when I'm sharing about this stuff um and then I think like a lot of people just don't know where to start and if they want to start doing this method kind of like where to go um what worked for me was when I first started this method I kind of tried to learn as much as I could at first and then literally just kind of like jump in and just try it and go with it like I think a lot of times women are like want to get everything perfect and they don't want to mm -hmm. start um but I think the most important thing is just starting and going from there and like I said my whole journey with this has evolved so much since I started so um I you know, I keep telling women like just give it a try uh, do trial and error figure out what works for you um what works for me might not work for somebody else so it really is just about people um trying to incorporate this in their lives and figuring out what works for them if you could go back what's one thing that you'd have started earlier I think the journaling I wish I started way earlier um I've probably been doing this for about four or five months now um mm -hmm. i wish that was something probably i started in the, in the beginning because i think in the beginning um when we like talk about the phases i think when you really don't know your body that well and kind of like the changes you really don't understand what phase you're in and now like i can just on any given day kind of even without looking at my calendar or anything like that i kind of know where i am based on how i'm feeling like physically mm -hmm. and emotionally um so I think if I started journaling from the beginning, I probably would have like noticed those patterns way sooner. Um, but that was just something that took a lot longer for me mm. to figure out. Yeah. Do you use any apps at all? Um, at the moment, I'm trialing a few things, but not really. Um, that's something I want to figure out in the new year. Um, but mostly I've just been writing it down, which has been helpful for me. And um, it's kind of funny. 
I kind of crack up at how many views some of the stuff, some of the videos I share of me like writing things down. And in the beginning, I was always kind of like, are people going to even like think this is helpful? But for me, because I spend so much time in front of a screen, um, I feel like sometimes just physically writing things out stuff sticks more. And um, I don't know, it's just kind of nice to have a little break from uh, a screen sometimes. So, yeah, 100%. And I do think. There's this theory that if you write it down, there's more chance that you'll remember and have that recall than right. anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, with your TikTok, you are currently doing a run up to Christmas. Can you just talk mm-hmm. through that and explain some of the process processes behind it? Yeah, so um, right now I'm doing 25 days of cycle syncing on TikTok. Um, So I have like a bunch of content slated for all uh, 25 days leading up to Christmas. And basically what I wanted to use this as was sort of like um, like a TikTok wrap, almost of like everything that I've learned this year through cycle syncing. So um, I have all this different content kind of like slated for uh, this month, but you know, things like different workout ideas, um, kind of tips on how to incorporate food. Um, I have different workout routines and um, just like, it's, it's really just like tips and tricks of kind of like everything I've learned throughout the whole year, kind of condensed into 25 days of this month. So um, I've, I've released a few. I'm really excited about some of the other stuff I'm releasing later in the month. So um, it's been a lot of planning and a lot of organizing. So um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm what I'm focused on and sharing in the next uh, few days here on uh, TikTok. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions because I went through them and I found one in particular very, very, but very interesting. And it's the the UCA app. Could you just give us a mm-hmm. little rundown on what that is and why that's important? Yeah. So um, actually, apparently the app originally started in Europe. Um, I think that's where it was originally based. But I heard about this app through a family friend. And basically how it works is you just um, scan the barcode of different beauty products, makeup, and you can use it for food as well. And if you scan it, it basically tells you like the ingredients, kind of like how healthy it is. And especially for um, the makeup and beauty, uh, cosmetic products, there's just so much stuff in some of those things that you don't realize. And it kind of labels things for you, tells you what they are. Um, when I first started cycle singing, I heard, I learned about this thing called endocrine disruptors, which I never knew about. And basically it's, you know, certain ingredients and products that can really, really affect your hormones. And when I first read that, I was like, you know, I've never heard of this before. Um, I, I had kind of like learned it when I first started learning about this process. And then a few months later, when my family friend uh, mentioned that app, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try it. I scanned all of my makeup, all of my uh, face cleanser, lotions, all that type of stuff. And basically all of my stuff came back horrible. And like some of the stuff was advertised like, oh, this is clean. This is not. And you just don't know what's in some of the stuff mm-hmm. you're putting on your body every single day. And I was so horrified um, it's funny, I just posted that TikTok and uh, one of my best friends texted me and sent me a picture of her trash can and she was like showing all the products <laughs> she had thrown out. She was like, all of my makeup like, got rated so bad. And um, it's just, it's kind of eye-opening once you start doing that of just like what to look for and 
uh, educate yourself on what you're buying and what you're putting on your body because yeah. it can make a huge difference. What was the most surprising one for you? Um, I think the most surprising for me was, I feel like it was just some of the makeup because some of the makeup brands, um, they just have such loose requirements with marketing. Mm -hmm. So some of the stuff I'm like, oh, this is clean and advertises clean beauty and comes back with like, you know, the app labels them as hazardous ingredients. And I'm like, it's just kind of wild to me that they can advertise that way. And you see some of the things that are in there. And um, that was probably the most eye opening for me. Um, and kind of like another funny little anecdote, I walked into an Ulta, or no, I was in Sephora, and um, they have, you know, salespeople on the floor for different brands and stuff. And there was a saleswoman uh, kind of selling one of the more luxury uh, makeup brands. And she's like, oh, like, come try our foundation. It's all clean ingredients and yada, yada, yada. And she walked away and I like scanned it and it got an absolute zero. And I was like, oh, this is just crazy. Like, yeah. and also these products aren't cheap. So um, that's the part that kind of blows my mind is that people are paying a lot of money for certain cosmetics and makeup and they're really not made with the best ingredients sometimes. So you just really have to be careful. Um, what you're putting on your body and again it just comes down to education it's just being mm -hmm. educated about what you're buying and you know what's in the things you're using every single day yeah we so i did a nutrition course a while back and something that we were sort of taught was to analyze the the product before buying so essentially in the uk you can buy yogurts of fruit flavors but that mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that they have fruit in it the the one way to see if it has fruit or not if it has a picture of a fruit if it's got a piece of fruit on it it's at least three percent fruit which is the crazy oh, statistic three percent of it has to be fruit for it to have a picture in it if it's not obviously it doesn't but that could mean that to save money that company could just just put three percent in some of the products and that's fine sell it but to know that you're essentially putting all this stuff in that might not actually be what you want to eat as well. Yeah. Yeah. Even um, even with the food, like there was just some things that were surprising to me. And it was mostly, again, things that were advertised as maybe healthy. And then they had like additives in them that you would never think about. And you're like, why do I have to read line by line every single ingredient? I think the U.S. is a little bit more lenient about what they put in things, um, where I know like the um, EU is a little bit more uh, strict with certain things. And I know people mention all the time there's certain things that are banned in the EU that are available in the U.S. So it's like um, you just really have to like educate yourself and uh, be aware of that those type of things. So um, yeah, one of the most frustrating ones that I know of is Kinder eggs. You just don't have them there because it's a choking hazard <laughs> oh really yeah so it's like a, an egg and it has like the yellow egg inside and then you get a toy but because oh. some kids swallowed it in america they banned it oh really i didn't know yeah. that that's so random they are i'll show you what they are they are amazing <laughs> yeah yeah um, let me see. when when i saw this i was furious i was like no because like this is legit one of my favorite um chocolates Oh, I I feel like I have seen those, but that's so interesting. 
Yeah. So I'll we're gonna ban a, we're gonna ban a chocolate egg, but we're not gonna ban all these additives and stuff that are in like all of our other stuff. Legit, legit. Which um, like it does kind of make you wonder like what is getting passed around like without people knowing. Sweeteners is a big one. You should look at like the type of sweeteners that there is in whatever you're eating. Yeah, I feel like that's another thing. Um, actually, I feel like in the new year, I kind of want to focus on, I feel like sugar is just in everything. Um, and for the most part, like, I don't add sweetener or sugar to like a lot of the things that I eat. I generally, my palate, I just like things like I'm not, I, I don't like a lot of sweets. Like I'm more of like a mm. salty kind of gal. Um, so I don't add like sugar, like even my coffee, I take that very, very plain. And like most things that um, people would probably add sugar to, like I'll do like a substitute of like honey, like raw local honey or something like that to make it a little bit more healthier. So I, I'm definitely aware of kind of trying to mm -hmm. um, not consume as much sugar, but sometimes it's in everything, like certain, um, you know, things you wouldn't even think of, like barbecue sauce, certain sauces, like condiments, stuff like that. Um, it's just hidden in like a, a ton of things. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's Check something in the right. new year I kind of want to focus on and try, try to avoid uh, more of those added sugar products. Yeah, my mom's actually been on a sort of health kick recently and she's cut out like big sugars. Mm -hmm. We have a very different opinion on what sugar is, me and my mom, but she's <laughs> trying. Um, yeah. And she's lost 10 kilograms. It's it's just, crazy. It's wild. Even just that over the past couple of weeks, just because it's been like the holidays around here, I, I've definitely been having my fair share of sweets. And I just I just like notice small changes. Like it's like my skin doesn't look as nice. Like I feel like it just affects you in ways you really don't realize. Um, it definitely has big effects. So I think I said to my boyfriend Matt, I'm like maybe in the new year, I think I I need to go on like a little sugar detox. Like. Mm. Uh, definitely around the holidays, I'll be, um, you know, having my fair share of sweets. But then in the new year, I kind of want to do like a little detox just to make myself feel a little bit better. Um, yeah, so that's kind of my plan. Everyone, everyone needs it. Yeah. I, when I was writing up my dissertation, um, I went from a phase where like, the, like essentially the month before it was due, I would have like a monster or two every day and I would have coffee on top of it as well. Oh my gosh. So I was just like rattling the whole time. Oh my god! When how I was your heart not like? How was your heart not leaping out of your chest? I'd be like, I have so much anxiety. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I am a big coffee drinker naturally, so like yeah. I didn't really do much. Like there was a time where I was having like coffees at eleven at night, and I was fine. I like I fell asleep a couple hours later. Oh my god, that's crazy! Um, but after it finished, like the day it finished, I stopped drinking it. I stop drinking coffee and sort of any type of energy juice. And like, I got the worst migraines of my life. Oh, yeah. Like, it lasted two days. I was like, this isn't nice. Because yeah. it was just like, I was just coming down from all that energy. It was wild. Yeah, the caffeine withdrawals are real, which actually, so on the days that I don't drink coffee, one of the things I started doing, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like noon hydration tablets. Um, mm -hmm. they're basically just like these little tablets you can throw in like the electrolyte tab tablets um, on the days that I don't drink coffee I do notice you know I have like a little bit of that caffeine withdrawal um, so first thing in the morning before I even make like tea or anything I uh, just plop a hydration tablet in water and I drink that first thing 
I feel like that just helps so much with because a lot of the you know headache and all that is probably due to dehydration so I'm really just towards the end of my luteal phase right before I get my period I'm really focused on just hydrating myself and it's amazing what cutting out coffee does just you know the the withdrawals um but I I have found that the electrolyte tablets have really helped with that so there's this brand that I like it's called drip drop um okay. and they're they're really good electrolytes I get a lot of migraines and they help a lot as well like if okay. if you feel one coming on like over hydrating it's probably a good thing because like your brain's just in a type of shutdown mode so hydrating is a big thing for me as well isn't it amazing how much just drinking water can affect your health like <laughs> it's such a simple thing and you just never think about it yeah and the thing is obviously like electrolytes are coming a little bit more popular so like these types of drinks are becoming very like harder to come by you can make mm-hmm. homemade electrolytes whereas just water salt because electrolytes is a sodium sodium is salt um i i personally like to throw in some diluent juice just to give it some flavor or you could just yeah. drink salt and water you're, you're getting your electrolytes and sodium in oh and salt water is definitely hard to i think i think that's why i like the tablets because there's like a little bit of uh, mm, flavor, flavor but i've tried like quite a few and the thing i do like about noon which i feel like because these electrolyte tablets are so popular now some of them just have so much sugar in them mm-hmm. um so you kind of got to be aware of what type you're getting but i found the noon are um pretty pretty balanced like they they work really well and they're uh, not as high in sugar and some of the flavors of different brands i've tried i really don't like but i really like that the noon is pretty mild flavors as well mm-hmm. so for me, it's the SIS stuff. They're a really good product, but the flavors I just can't deal with. I've tried yeah. them as well. There's a lot of trial yeah. and error with these things. Oh, 100%. I've gone through a ton. So I, I'm not like a, I, I'm, I'm like a very plain, I'm not big on like, you know, all these crazy flavors. Like I just want something super plain. So the noon uh, flavor that I drink is called Orange Sunrise and it it's very, very mild. So I'd rather mm. almost, have it taste like I'm drinking water versus like a flavored drink. So, yeah. Um, in terms of coffees, and obviously you don't have them when you're on or coming onto your period. What are some alternatives that you use? I know this is another one of your TikTok videos, but I'm going to let you explain it. Yeah. So, uh, my big thing is so when I'm normally drinking coffee, I love to make like a homemade cappuccino or a latte. Um, we have a cappuccino machine in our house that we use religiously, um, other, well, not, not towards the end of my luteal phase, but any other day, um, I'm using that religiously. But, um, the one thing I kind of came up with was a tea latte, which I never mm. even really had drank those before. Um, but I posted the TikTok video. It's a lavender tea latte. And basically I just, brew this lavender chamomile tea, um, add a little bit of honey and vanilla extract to it. And then I add frost almond milk. And it feels like I'm basically drinking the same thing. Like it feels like a, a latte. So it doesn't feel like a huge change um, from not drinking coffee. So that's been my go-to substitute um, when a few days before my period. And I feel like also, I just love the taste of that tea and the chamomile is very calming. So um it's kind of helping me relax those days leading up to my period um 
so yeah that's that's kind of my go-to drink and right now I'm drinking it hot but in the summer I would drink it iced so it's pretty versatile mm. um yeah so that's, that's been my my go-to favorite right now yeah in terms of the yucca up thing when you found these products that were perhaps not the best for you what so, like what did you supplement them with like what were the alternatives um you mean for just like cosmetics and stuff or just the food as well both yeah okay um so the interesting thing too is on the app it does give you uh recommendations like it has um some recommendations of products that have scanned better that you could try so that gives you like some ideas of like oh maybe i could try this product um for me i kind of just it, again, it was this whole year has been trial and error for me. So um, I've spent, you know, a lot of time just like researching different products and trying certain things. And um, that was probably the thing that worked for me the most was really just it was a lot of trial and error. So I'd buy a product, see if I liked it. And then if I did, I'd share about it. But um, right now, I haven't shared too much on TikTok, like the specific products that I like, because again, like I, if I'm going to share a product online that I'm like, this is like my favorite, it is something that I've tried for at least six months mm. to a year, because like, I don't want to just be like, you know, pushing something I really don't believe in. So if I share anything online, it's something that I've like extensively trialed that I really, really like, and that I've truly spent money, like my own money on, like not, not that I'm just getting sent something just to put it in an ad. Um, so I really, really just love trialing things for a long period of time and uh, I feel like most of you know like a, I found a deodorant that I really like by um, this company Primally Pure that I've been using for about a year now um, I'm still kind of like trialing like shampoos and conditioners mm. and stuff like that um, same thing with like face products I've been using a, a bunch of different stuff and haven't really settled on something I truly truly love so um, I've been trying like more expensive products and less expensive products like really just trying to find like the happy, happy medium. So um, I have spent quite a bit of money trying to figure out what I really, really like. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, I'm putting in a lot of effort just, you know, to, towards my health. That's kind of how I look mm -hmm. at it. So I'm like, well, it'll work out in the end because I'll be, you know, using cleaner things. So uh, stay tuned for for more like coming on that. But I think staying true to what you believe as well is very, it's a good way of doing it because then people can tell if you're just pushing a product to push it or if like oh, you're genuinely <laughs> interested in it. What's one thing that you've tried that you're just like, yeah, like I'm going to stick with this one? I, I think my favorite so far has been the deodorant because uh, I've tried years, like probably for five or so years. I feel like natural deodorant started becoming a thing uh, like probably like five or six years ago and I've tried so many and some of them don't work at all which like I'm a very active person so I need a deodorant that actually works so I don't smell all day um so I've tried like a ton of things like that and then um also something that's truly truly clean so I feel like it's been a long journey but I I really love that um primarily pure deodorant is the deodorant i've been using for over a year now and um their company really really does a good job in the quality um and that's kind of my go-to deodorant right now so that's kind of my favorite is it this one yep yeah do they ship to the uk apparently yeah oh, cool yeah so they have a lot of really really great products um 
and right now I said the deodorant's my favorite. I literally just like two weeks ago um, got some other face products and lotions and stuff. So I'm like kind of using that now to see how I like it, but um, stay tuned for that. But yeah, their stuff is just really, really high quality and I really love their products. Nice. Well, apart from the deodorant, would you recommend? Um, they have like a lot of, so the, the one thing uh, I'm using right now, they have something called everything bomb, which is kind of like, a, you can use it for a bunch of different things. It's kind of like multi-use, but I've been using it on my face at night because the air has been so dry and cold here in the Northeast. So that's something I've been uh, using before I go to bed at night. And I feel like it does a good job um, moisturizing my face at night. So that's like one thing I really, really like. And um, they also have like body butters, which I've been using a lot because my skin's so dry. Like just, just the change in seasons are always really, really harsh on my skin. Mm. So I've just been doing everything I can to um, try and keep myself moisturized because my like skin has just felt so dry lately. Um, When it comes to working out, what are some of the psychological impacts that you've found before your menstrual cycle and afterwards or during it as well? Yeah, I feel like with working out, um, like I said, this, this is kind of the week leading up to my period. So it's more of like my luteal phase. Like I just noticed I'm a little bit more tired working out this week. And um, I, I've said this to you before, like uh, 15 pound weights feel like 50 pound weights. So like uh, this is kind of like a week I'll still lift, but I'll take it a little bit on the easier side. Um, I feel like people have asked me in the past, like, you know, do you change up your weights, you know, throughout your cycle and anything like that? I really try not to, but if it is a week where I'm feeling like very, very like, oh, I'm just like completely exhausted, I will take a little bit of weight off um, and just mm-hmm. kind of like take it easy. But um, I try not to do that just for like progress wise, but it, it really just depends and just like listening to my body. But um, just giving my, myself the space the week before my period to, you know, take it easy. And then I've also just realized the first two days, and my period are so rough and I'm like kind of like down for the count and then I feel like day three I'm like on the incline and I feel start to feel great again so um pretty much like just a few days after I get it I feel kind of like back to normal but I would say like those few days before and like the first two Mm. is when I'm just like down for the count and I really really need to be like kind to myself during those days and then after that I feel like I can like bounce back pretty quickly yeah, when I, I've sort of been talking to you about my research and what I wanted to do, and I came up with this theory. It's not anywhere near accurate or proven just now. But so the two weeks before, um, you're usually your strongest. And then the week of your period, you feel weak and just down. And the week after, you're sort of like slowly coming up again. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking about just now is like, what if we did sort of a type of undulating periodization program? So the first two weeks are like super heavy, heavy. The third week, which is essentially your own week, is light. Mm-hmm. Your last week is like medium. So it's building up to that very heavy, heavy, light, medium. And then it just sort of undulates that way. So then essentially, what I'm thinking anyways, makes sense to me, is that you climb drop, climb, climb, drop, climb, climb, drop. That's making sense to me. 
obviously need yep. to put this into into practice first. No, yeah, I mean that that's I feel like that's a good way of explaining it because you're still getting that progress, but um, you're not burning yourself out. And that's kind of um, one of the things I've realized with you know doing this method is I feel like after doing this for a year, I feel like my physical progress is just more consistent. Like mm. years ago when I would work out, I feel like uh, my weight would, or like my progress would yo-yo a few pounds here and there. And it was because I would be on like a very strict training regime. I would go all out like 150%, like 24 seven. And I'd be in really, really good physical shape. And then I would just get so sick of my workout. I would be so bored with it. I was just like, so totally burnt out. And then I feel like I would take a few weeks off and then completely lose whatever progress mm -hmm. I had. So instead of like going all out and completely dropping off, like, like you said, it's kind of like that gradual, like climb towards your progress. That's totally how I feel with doing this right now. So I feel like it's just way more sustainable. And I feel mm -hmm. throughout the year, physically, uh, physical progress is way more even climb than I've been in the past. Yeah. I do think like there's, there's some way that, it kind of makes sense to me, but obviously you might be able to shed a little bit more light onto this. But with the, the theory that I've got, if you are going light on the light, on the, obviously when you're on your period, do you think you'll have more energy availability for the coming week? I think so, because to me, for me personally, like I don't feel as burnt out. Like where if you're really exhausted one day and you're just like pushing yourself, like you're only going to like empty your tank even more where if like you're just taking it a little bit easier on yourself. I, I personally feel like it's easier to bounce back stronger a few days later, just from like my personal experience. Yeah. No, like it is making sense. And I'm really excited to start this. And that's why yeah. like the psychology. I can, side be your, of... I can be your guinea pig for this. <laughs> Fair. I would, I would like that a lot. Because um, like, the thing is, as well, like I'm, I, we've pro previously spoke, and I'm, I feel like a very big imposter in this industry. Because obviously, I'm not a woman. I don't have to go through it. Um, so when I'm speaking to women about it, I'm just like, do you actually take anything that I say serious? Because I'm not one. <laughs> but honestly, like, you might know more than like some women know. So it's like, it really is crazy. Like, I, I truly don't think um, a lot of people know about this yet. And I, I feel like it's uh, still kind of being talked about. So um, I feel like it's very, very in the early stages of, um, you know, the, the other thing that's kind of interesting is a lot of people, like I get some comments online and um, even in that New York mag article that kind of went out about cycle syncing, a lot of people are questioning, like, is this legit? Is this backed up by science? And there has not been a lot of science data collected on this yet. So um, I kind of crack up when people say that. And I get, that's like one comment I get all the time. Like, this is proven by science. I'm like, I've been doing this for over a year now. And I feel so much better doing this. And this isn't like an invasive procedure. This isn't like a medication. This is really just small life like small changes that you can make in your lifestyle that can add up to a very huge impact on how you feel mentally and physically. So like when I first started hearing about this method, I was like, oh, cool. Like I don't have to take a pill. I don't have to go in for surgery. Like this is something that I have control over. Um, it doesn't cost anything. Mm -hmm. Like it, it really just is like effort. 
Um, so when I do get those comments, I kind of crack up. I'm like, well, why don't you try it yourself and see how you feel? Like it doesn't hurt to, to try it. But um, I do think this is just like the tip of the iceberg with like just certain research that should get, that should be completed. And um, there's a lot of women, women's health topics that just have not been researched in the past. So mm -hmm. I think we're like very, very behind and things like that, that people don't realize. Uh, you're absolutely right. When I was doing my interviews, um, I had to develop a question which essentially asked the female athletes, like, are you aware of anywhere that you can get information based on your menstrual cycle or period? And they're like, no. I mean, there, there's some on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, but I think it's very general. Like, that was their answer. Right. And I was just like, why isn't this more talked about? Because it's, it's something that happens every month. <laughs> Right. And like, truth be told, too, none of any like this whole subject or any of these things like learning about your cycle. Like I just talked about seeing my doctor for like my annual exam. I, I've never talked about this in a doctor's appointment. Like, I don't even I don't know if like med students or they learn about like this type of thing in school or like educating patients around this stuff. Like, I think it's that new that it's really not being talked about in those ways. And like, like I said to you, I had heard about this online and then I started doing my own research. And like, this has all been for me, self-taught. Like I didn't learn this mm -hmm. from a doctor. I didn't learn this in school. Like it's just so early on. And I feel like there's so much work that needs to be done. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see where some of this stuff goes, but I think um, it's just very early on. And I just crack up when people question, like there's no science. I'm like, because they haven't spent any time like focusing on this, like there will be in the future. So. Um, I don't know how much I can say this, but when I approached someone about the sort of research I wanted to do, a lot of the comments that I get is because women are so unpredictable in terms of their cycles, it's mm -hmm. kind of a hard area to do it. That's why there's not a lot of research onto it. And right. I've kind of been discouraged to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's hard, yes that's why it needs done because like it's unpredictable yes but that's why it needs done because like although not one size fits all but at least having some information out there is better than having none and right. academia you'll know yourself is very controlled very it has to be everything exact or it doesn't work for the the research part and it's i'm just like then what else are we what else are we missing right yeah, and I, I recently, like earlier this year, had learned about that too, which I never knew about. Like, just even like certain research experiments or like drug trials or medication trials and all this stuff. Like, most women, menstruating women, aren't involved in that just because they said it's too hard to, you know, all the different variables that go on month to month with us. It's really hard to incorporate into the the research data but then like things affect us so differently so it's like no wonder why women are so confused about so many things mm -hmm. it's like because a lot of research isn't focused on us and kind of like what's going on and not even just like how we relate to different like products or different medications or different you know research examples but um there's just like I, I keep saying like the education like women don't even understand what's going on because not, they're not even being educated about what's going on so 100 percent do you want to know some interesting and infuriating facts? Sure. Which, when I learned them, I was like, that's that's pretty shit. 
Um, so women, when they go to the GP or doctor or anything and get prescribed medication, it's exactly half of what a man gets because you, oh. in research, are seen as little men. Um, during, obviously, women give birth, men don't. Mm-hmm. The only reason yous have contraceptives is because yous have nine months worth of side effect if you get pregnant. A man mm-hmm. doesn't. So there's no. no point in giving us a contraceptive when we don't have the symptoms or sort of side effects from it. It's crazy. Yeah, when I found that, I was like, that's that's crazy. Because it's like, it's, it's, wild. it's wild. I get yeah. There's just, there's just so many things. And even with uh, birth control, that's, you know, insane to me is that's just like another thing that I feel like a lot of people just aren't educated on. Like they're just put on it by their doctor and their doctor doesn't go through like, you know, what it is, what side effects you can have from it. I was on it for like four or five years and I felt awful on it. And I thought it was just like myself personally feeling awful. And I didn't even think about, um, a medication affecting me the way that that did and if I had known you know what to look for maybe like this isn't supposed to feel this way years before mm-hmm. I probably could have saved myself a lot of tears and a lot of uh feeling like total crap on that um that's just like another that's like a whole other topic that I feel like uh we could go down a rabbit hole and talk about but uh yeah it's just no. that's a whole a whole other thing it's pretty infuriating because, like, obviously, I'm a man, so like, the treatment is fine for me. But right, like, the, the the thing is, like, I go into this sort of area because of my lecturer, and when she was telling talking about all this stuff, I was like, nah, that's that's not true. That's a lie. Like, obviously, women get researched on. Like, these are half of the population. That's what are you talking about? But then it wasn't until she challenged me that I was like, well, actually, no, she's she's got a point. Yeah. And I was like I was like it was like a light bulb switch and I was like that's that should not be happening. Like I find yeah. it unfair and I think that's why I kind of want to do something cuz like it's just crazy that there's nothing out there on it. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping for um with just sharing more about this and getting people talking about this more that there'll be more of a focus on this, be more research directed towards this, more money you know directed towards research like this and like funding for this type of thing um and i i actually recently saw a tiktok um of a guy talking about like this stuff and he was like did you know women go through that and like like even when guys find this stuff out they're like mind blown so like i'm just so happy this is getting talked about more uh more both men and women are finding Mm -hmm. out more about this um so I'm excited to see where it goes and like I said before I feel like this we're like just at the beginning and this is just like the tip of the iceberg of um you know the the science that can be researched about this and um I feel like there just really hasn't been a lot of time spent on this yet so I'm excited to see where it goes 100% if anyone wants to fund my research I would be over the moon <laughs> that'd be it's, amazing it's expensive <laughs> If I could, I'd fund your entire research project. I wish I could. No, I, I, I am trying to look for ways, and it's it is hard, but we'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> um, we were speak, previously speaking about rapid-fire questions. This is a oh, Christmas yeah. episode, so we're going to get a little bit Christmassy. All so right. I've got some five questions for okay. you, rapid-fire. What's your favorite holiday tradition? 
this is kind of a weird one, but Christmas Eve, uh, my family always does sushi takeout uh, on Christmas Ooh. Eve. It's kind of random, but one thing we started probably about like 10 years ago. So we'll do um, sushi takeout from a local spot that we love. We'll do like a little glass of champagne to kind of like toast for for Christmas. So that's kind of like my very random Christmas Eve family tradition. Nice. What's uh, what's the what's your favorite sushi like piece? Uh, there's I the place that we order from has a ton of specialty rolls. So I, I love like the big specialty rolls. But if we're talking just like a plain piece, I love like um, a spicy salmon. That's just kind of like my mm. go to favorite. Yeah. Nice. Spicy salmon. I had tuna as well. That was really nice. Oh, yeah. And then I there's some like um, prawn, king prawn as well. Like that. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I'm not picky when it comes to sushi. Like I will try anything. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, best Christmas memory. Best Christmas memory. I feel like the best memories I've had, like thinking like back to childhood Christmases, was always a Christmas that it was snowing that morning. Mm. I feel like which hasn't happened in a while. Um, but thinking back to when I was a kid was waking up Christmas morning, seeing the snow out there, and like sledding during the day. Like that was like my favorite thing on uh, any given Christmas. Nice. We've probably previously spoke about this as well, but the differences in traditions. So I'm Portuguese, mm -hmm. and obviously you're American. Our Christmas, like we open our gifts, a gift opening is on the 24th of oh, really? September. Yeah. So essentially we're supposed to see Santa Claus. Santa Claus comes, gives you your present like in hand, and then you open it, and then he leaves. Oh, so you physically see him delivering the yeah. gift? Interesting. But with with my some of my family members patients we open them at 10 11 o'clock at night which oh early night and then we go to bed what's oh your sort God. of christmas day like yeah so um i feel like so with my family specifically christmas eve we do the the sushi takeout and like hang out but we do we will do like one one gift on christmas eve and it's usually just like gifts we've given each other, um, just like something mm. small we can open. And then Christmas Day is, you know, opening the rest of the gifts and most of the gifts from Santa and everything. So um, as a kid, I remember like looking at the Santa tracker online and making sure I knew where he was uh, for waking up on Christmas Day, knowing where he was going to be. Um, but yeah, usually it was like maybe open one gift Christmas Eve just to get like a little a little flavor of the gifts for the year and then it would be like the all the rest of the gifts on christmas day is usually how yeah. we did it yeah i like that what's your favorite christmas film uh my all-time favorite is um the christmas story i feel like it's such mm -hmm. a classic um i just i love that movie so much i like watch it i actually i watch it every year on christmas day it's like one of my favorite things to do and they just came out with like um i guess the more updated version like a, a second one so I feel like that's probably my favorite nice do you do you have like a couple different films that you'll watch throughout this month or is it just like do you just wait for christmas no i'll, I'll definitely be watching them all month long like i feel like it's it's hard not to like netflix really pushes like oh mm -hmm. here's all these like uh hallmark like hallmark type movies um that they're pushing all month long um so i'm trying to think i just I, I just watched Love Actually, which is like a classic. Um, trying to think what else. Obviously, The Grinch is a classic. Mm. Love watching that. Um, Have you watched Klaus? Klaus? No. 
I don't That's think I've seen that one. Film. I'll show, put that film. on my list. Yeah, um, usually I'm watching them all month long. <laughs> nice. What was your Christmas tree up, actually? This is a very solid question. <laughs> this was, I went out and uh, bought my Christmas tree. I got it. It's a real tree. Every year I do a real tree. I love getting okay. a real tree. Uh, we went out the day after Thanksgiving. So I feel like mm. it's it's weird in the in the states. I, there's like a, a really big debate over this of putting up your Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving feels like such a fall holiday, um, and then I feel like Christmas is totally different. So to me, I start getting things organized, and then the second that it's um, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm having my trees up, my lights are on, the ornaments are on, and then I'm like all the rest of my Christmas decorations are up. But um, yeah, it's usually like day after Thanksgiving, my, my whole house is like totally transformed in the, the Christmas, so. Yeah, fair. This is a controversial one across here. I don't know what it's like in America. Harry Potter, the first one. Christmas film or not Christmas film? Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. Mm, I love Harry Potter, but I don't know if I would think that it's a Christmas film. Okay, so I think it's a Christmas film because <laughs> in Portugal it gets played on Christmas Day. Okay. That's the first one. But technically speaking, to be a Christmas film, it has to have Christmas in it. Right. The first Christmas, uh, the first Harry Potter has Christmas in it. So technically it's a Christmas film. I, I guess that checks out. But a lot of people I argue think... with me on it. <laughs> I feel like I could I feel like I could go either way because mostly when I think of Harry Potter I feel like I always think of like fall Halloween time like mm -hmm. that's kind of what makes me think of Harry Potter but you know if they have if they have Christmas in it I'll, I'll give it to you I feel like I, I feel like I could go either way with that <laughs> I debate so many people on this. it's one hell I will die on I think that's like in the U.S. people say is it like the movie Die Hard, which I haven't seen? People argue that that's a yeah, Christmas yeah. movie. I don't think it is. Yeah. I also don't think it is. To be fair, yeah. I'm not. I've watched it, but not recently, so I kind of forgot what happens in it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it you is. spoke about the tradition that you have on Christmas Eve. I'm kind of wondering about both. But what's your favorite Christmas dinner sides? Oh gosh. Sides. I, I'm even trying to think of like last year what we did for dinner. Um, my mom's an amazing cook, and I think we did like a fillet, and then mm. she did like mashed potatoes on the side, um, and probably like a few veggies, like veggies. Maybe we did like roasted Brussels sprouts, something like that. I'm trying to think, but I feel like um, mashed potatoes are always just like my favorite. Any kind of potato, I'm in. Uh, that's like mm. my favorite side dish. So. I feel like that would be my favorite. Fair. We actually got some homemade potatoes gifted to us Ooh. recently. And I'm I'm excited to get into them. That sounds amazing. Sounds right yeah. up my alley. Yeah, I love like homegrown produce. I think mm -hmm. like when I eventually get a house that's not flat, that's something I'm just gonna make a massive garden. Oh, that's my goal in life is to have a huge garden. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't have a I don't have a yard yet, but um, next place when we eventually end up somewhere more permanent, I want to have like a huge garden and grow a bunch of stuff because I love fresh herbs. Mm. Uh, in the summer, I love like fresh tomatoes and stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely my my life goal is to have a garden. <laughs> Fair, some chickens as well. Love chickens. Yeah, free eggs. 
I've never, I've never personally owned chickens, but I feel like from like people I've talked to that have them absolutely love it. Like, I feel like I would love to have some chickens. I, I mean, ultimately I would love to just buy a huge farm over here and basically mm. live on a farm and just, you know, have some animals and have uh, chickens and a huge garden. That, that kind of sounds like the dream. Yeah. That's the same as me. My grandparents <laughs> had chickens. So I grew up sort of in that type of environment and I, I love chasing after them. So that was, that Oh was my fun. God. That's <laughs> um, no, perfect. Thank you so much for coming on again. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Just let people know what you're up to and where to find you. Yeah, so um, they can follow along. I'll be posting on TikTok uh, every day for the next 25 days for my 25 days of cycle syncing. So um, they can follow along on there. And yeah, I'm on TikTok at Anna Trim. So you can find me there. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me. Um, I usually try and respond. So yeah, that's where they can find me. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much for having me. Peace. All right.